I just want to give you a bit of an insight into the AFL Enjoys team. We're a bunch of unique individuals, Matza, Svender, and Dean. We're going to engage with our minds and our hearts. We're going to exchange ideas, thoughts, and even our energy. And to speak from your heart, you need to have courage. You need to be honest and authentic. We're not always going to get it right, and sometimes you're not going to agree with us. But that's okay, because just like you, we care. Just like you, we're passionate about the game. So if you want to come along for the ride, join us at the AFL Enjoys podcast, because we really enjoy the footy. Hello and welcome back to the AFL Enjoys podcast. My name is Dean. I'm joined by a fellow enjoyer of the AFL, James Matter. How are you going? Yeah, not too bad yourself, mate. Doing okay. We're a man short tonight, Matter. I know, I know. No, um, Georgie, his nose was running quite a lot, running like uh, Nicky Dacos. So, uh, with the, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll give him the night off and hopefully he recovers. Um, get well soon, Georgie. That's it, George. Get well yeah. soon. We'll pretend like you're not just ducking the pod because Carlton lost again. But um, yeah, get well soon, mate. Yeah. <laughs> probably right with that one it's a contributing factor to the runny nose i reckon i reckon um, for sure man yeah <laughs> runny nose tears down his face it all mixes together eventually yeah. like. but see we we rocked up we rocked up regardless of the result you know always mate. we're seasoned that's, veterans at losing. that's it man that's it we, we you know through thick and thin man we do it that's it man always that's it um but yes matter so it was an interesting week this week sort of started very slowly with the anzac round kicking off um, a lot mm. of the good games were later in the round. Just naturally, all the big Victorian teams had the prime slots. Yeah, it's very um, true. And we just had a bit of a boring one on Friday night that was really late start. AFL fixturing, come on, mate. We wait all week for the footy. You give it's, us an 8 p.m. start. Come yeah, on, yeah, no, nah, it's frustrating. It's frustrating, man. It's just, just started like seven, 7 on the dot. You know what I mean? Like, why is it 7.40? Like, what? We got to wait for people to finish work and get there? Like, come on, nah. People just duck out early on a Friday. Come on. I know, yeah. seriously. Saw yourself out. Come on. Exactly right. And the dogs, look, <laughs> fair play to them. They were ready for the match. They, um, they were. They were. Got stuck into, uh, rather, the Frio fans, uh, Frio fans and players got stuck into Rory Lobb, um, which was pretty hilarious given that they showed more fight in that first minute than they did the rest of the game. <laughs> yeah, bad. And the dogs just destroyed bad. them, really. Yeah, yeah. Nah, they, they really got into the spirit of, you know, Lobb's return and the lobster beer and this and that. But it just made them look really foolish in the end to be honest with you like the yeah. the dude left the sinking ship let's be fair there it's yeah, it wasn't a good result for them um not too many players can really hold their head up high like the one i will say we'll give him some flowers is caleb sarong he's a mm. he's a great player man fantastic little player um but you know overshadowed by bont and english on the other side Bont was fantastic. Um, yeah, Tim English, look, he gave away 52 hitouts to Sean Darcy, who had a great game in his own right. But yeah. that guy has just become not just a great ruckman, but his contributions all over the field are just insane lately. Mm. Um, so there was that. I mean, there's not too much to say. Frio, it's really disappointing seeing them not try and play good football when they do have some pretty exciting plays. You just mentioned Sarong, Brayshaw. Brody had a good year last year. Uh, Walter's up forward. Like... There's some excitement there, but they just can't put it together. Yeah, I think the thing that keeps me a little bit you know, optimistic about them is that they have one of the youngest lists in the AFL. So if they, if they had a bad season last year and then this year it was the same thing as what they're doing right now, we probably wouldn't be as harsh on them. Mm. But you know, when you, when you create those expectations and we know that they can play good football, you want to see it happen. It didn't happen. Um, but yeah, we've got to give our flowers to the dogs as well. Yeah. Credit where credit's due. They played well. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah, you mentioned the Bond. He was huge. 
Um, mm. Did you see Caleb Daniel knock over Sean Darcy in a side by side bump? Yeah, <laughs> that that so that's embarrassing for Big Sean, man. But you know, it's a <laughs> he did it for all the short kings out here. You know, shout out to Caleb Daniel, man. <laughs> did it for the boys, man. That's it, man. What a guy. Um, and also, I'm not sure if you saw as well in the last quarter there was a. A, what do you even call it? A pitch invader. He wasn't. He wasn't naked, so you can't call him a streaker, I guess. But um, yeah. it was a pitch invader. He got brutally tackled <laughs> by the security. It was. An, <laughs> it was a good one. Um, yeah. No, we love those, mate. We yeah. love those. <laughs> uh, more of that at the footy. Actually, maybe not. No. <laughs> we, can, we can't. We can't. Um. We can't encourage that. Not at all. Mm. Um. And look. So Friday night. Okay. It wasn't the most exciting of games. Late start. Mm. It was hard to get excited for it. And then. Saturday starts and it's Port versus the Eagles. And we all sort of knew Eagles are no chance. Um, mm. And Port just did their job, I guess. Yeah. Well, they, they sort of kept it in somewhat in touch. It wasn't like an absolute yeah. smashing like it could have been. But yeah, no, we don't expect much from Eagles this year. And uh, we'll probably keep our comments on them pretty brief, especially because you've got some... Uh, told me pre-pod that he had some stuff to say about... um. Our best mate, um, <laughs> Cheeky Jace. I'll get into that in just a moment. Yeah. I did want to just mention the Eagles. You did say there's not much to say about them. Luke Shuey got injured again. This guy, their injury list is ridiculous. Man, I swear they, like, Shuey gets injured every two weeks. Like, he's he's played, I feel like yeah, he's, he's been injured on three separate occasions at least, maybe yeah. four. You know, dude's just got to take it easy. Just, just take a bit of time on the sidelines, properly recover, because there's no point rushing yourself in. And just, you know, mm. destroying your body for these, you know, for these games where you're not really, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you're not really close to winning, unfortunately. Exactly right. But, yeah. And yeah, when a lot of your midfield depth is just literally taken out of your team or your experience, it's really tough on them. So, mm. And it puts um, a lot of pressure on dudes like Jimby and, you know, those yeah. young guys, you know, and they, they, they don't need that. They, they need they need the, the older guys to look up to, to you know, yeah. to pull, you know, most of the uh, most of the weight, you know, so. 100%. Yeah. Mm. Um, Jai Cully actually kicked four for them, so that's interesting. They picked him up in the mid-season draft. Was it last year or the year before? Yeah, good. Yeah, Might have been the year before. I think it was. No, I think it was last or year. Was it last and year? then we got Callan Dawson, our pick two last year. Remember that was that, was that one. Uh, the key yeah. defender who's not really a key defender size. I, I know him. Yeah, yeah, that one there. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, anyway, North later, North later, North later. Finn Layson kicked five, so mm, yeah. um, good on him. Bit He's of a, a feel good story there. Yeah, that's him, um, man. Comes back into the squad, does his thing. Good backup ruckman as well. You know, he's a yeah, versatile player. Good kick. Yeah, flowers to Finlayson, I reckon. Flowers. Yeah, you know what? Fair enough. Let's let's give it to him, man. Let's, let's give, give it. it. Let's, you know, let's uh, special occasion. Only a two man poll. We're gonna give a lot of flowers. <laughs> you know, because Georgie doesn't like giving flowers. You know, he's a he's a what's it called? He likes to restrict the flower giving. But <laughs> I'm all for flowers, man. So. That's it. You're unhinged today. Unhinged, man. That's it, man. That's it. If you, um, if you see my, you know, my town in Animal Crossing, just flowers everywhere, <laughs> man. It's crazy. That's it, man. <laughs> um, okay, Horn Francis time. All right, here we go. Let's go. I'm going to so let you cook, Dean. I'm going to let you cook. Right, so, here's the Get thing. the popcorn ready. Get the popcorn. Look, nah. I'm actually... I was thinking about it all week. This actually isn't completely targeted to Horn Francis because mm-hmm. I've had the realization that this kid just really has probably the worst agent in sports. Who is his agent? I've got no idea. I didn't even bother <laughs> looking him up. <laughs> but whoever is in charge of managing Jason Horn Francis... Is it not Kane Corns? Oh, he might as well be, but <laughs> no, he's he's legit manager. Mm. Should be ashamed of himself. So here's what happened this week. Nah, let's go. We know what happened last week. He was booed at the Collingwood game. Um, what Collingwood? Uh, anyway, every game. He he was booed at the game where there was no even North fans there. there was the, the one whole... in the one in the gather round. Who yeah, they versus gather round? I can't even remember now. Man, it's really irrelevant. But yeah, yeah. 
he's getting booed and then there's all this controversy. David King and Corns are having a pissing contest of who's right. <laughs> it's ridiculous, okay? So, the week goes on and I'll just like to remind everyone, it was Anzac uh, round commemorating the Anzacs. Always a you know, really good time of the year to reflect and, um, you know, be thankful for what we have. Yep. And Jason Horn Francis's agents decide to have him do a sit-down interview with The Age in which Jason Horn Francis says the following, and I quote. Here we go. Here we go. We know the draft age is very young. You're an 18-year-old playing elite-level sport. If I had a son, I wouldn't want him to be the number one draft choice. Okay, weird attitude to have. Um, you get a 10 grand term deposit. Bit of a joke, to be honest, that one. Um, but here's the thing. But the scrutiny you get is massive. And then he goes on to say that all he did was make the courageous decision to go home. <laughs> all, all he did? But really? the, the courageous thing kills me, Matt, because yeah. we're in Anzac round. These guys that enlisted in the war when they were his age were courageous. Yeah, that's okay? a fair call. That's a fair call. The people who are currently serving mm. are courageous. There's lots of people in their everyday lives doing a lot more courageous things than Jason Horn Francis did. Did he actually say himself what he I did was courageous? Courageous, mate. Now, firstly, <sighs> it's like calling yourself humble. That's just ridiculous. No, you okay? can't. You if can't. someone else calls you courageous, that's one thing. Yeah. If someone calls you a humble person and describes you as a humble person, that's one thing. Yeah. You don't call yourself humble or definitely not courageous mm. because that's literally the opposite of what you're yeah. doing there. And I think let's just give Horn Francis a little bit of, you know, credit. Not no, not credit, but let's just I'm gonna defend him a little bit. Surely he didn't think I'm gonna say that. Surely and surely it was yeah. his agent or you know his oh, the whole thing his, is his agent, mate. Yeah, yeah, his his media um uh, people who assist him with his media talks. That's just... Yeah. 100%. Um, the thing is, being courageous, it's not going back home. Being courageous is leaving home. And like you said, the the diggers, they left home. That's that's courageous, you know? Leaving the comfort of, you know, of family and this and that. Yeah. And even if we yeah. just bring it back to the footy stuff, and obviously that was just part of my greater point, which yeah. is showing just a tone deafness from his manager to feed those words <laughs> in his ear. Yeah, I know. It's, no, it's, cr- this, it's ridiculous, man. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, but even just we take away the fact that it was Anzac Round, calling the decision again to go home courageous is just the wrong word. You can call it controversial. You can call it um, difficult, tough. All those things would be correct way to describe leaving a team after one year if it really didn't feel right to stay at North. That's fine, mate. Mm. No one's saying you had to stay, but just stop calling it courageous. Stop listening to your manager. Probably get a new one, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, and yeah, look, honestly, it's just, I'm sort of over it at this point from the point of view of, I just honestly couldn't care less if he succeeds or not anymore. Like, I'm sure he will. He's a good player. Yeah. But yeah. all this stuff in the media, calling himself courageous, mate, just come on, give me a spell. Yeah. Settle settle down. Settle down. Settle down. It was Anzac run of all rounds, like completely the wrong time to describe yourself as courageous for this. Yeah. Like, come on, man. I think the um, better way to have worded it is something along the lines of, I made the tough decision. I put myself first. To, you know, in a, in a positive way. You know what I mean? I put yeah. myself first in a positive way. I did it for my mental health. Put it in that sort of wording. Yeah. But courageous without any other, no you context. know, without, without any other context, it just doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense. Um, the part where he also said, I wouldn't want my kid to be the number one pick, that's actually coming from another comment he made in that article, which was mm. his stepdad didn't want him to be the number one pick. So basically, it, it's painted that Jason wanted to be the number one pick, you know, yeah. being a competitive kid. 
And his dad was saying, no, no, no. Mm. Now, I'm sorry, mate. Jason Horn Francis is stepdad. This is for you now. Your kid is trying to succeed in life and you're actively telling him, don't be the number one pick because you're going to get scrutinized. You're setting this kid up for failure, mate. That's ridiculous. You're supposed to bring him up and give him the confidence that he can handle the pressures and be there for support. Joke. Um, Anyway, I think everyone that's giving him information and, and what to say and all this guidance have handled it horribly. Um, the media and the fans are going to behave and respond like fans and media will, but you guys can control what you say. So just yeah. turn it up a bit. I, I don't think that I don't think that we can just be silent because we're fans of the sport. We're fans, like this is again number one pick, and now he's number one pick, you know, and his story is shared between two clubs now. It's not just one club; it's two. So there's going to be two fan bases going at it. This is how it is. We can't just be quiet and you know just be like, oh yeah, yeah, it's it's all good. It's not all good. So ridiculous. Man. Yeah. Anyway, I think uh, nah, some uh, some good points there, Dana. Yeah, Thank man. you for bringing it up, um, man. It's nice to discuss it with that um, Georgie yeah. being like, "Well, I think that he's only not, <laughs> he's only a teenager." <laughs> you know, nah. Yeah. Nah, true, usually, just, George I'm, offers the other side here, so I'm, I'm glad that you're here. To See, just I offered the other side, but not too much. Yeah. You know, what just I mean? just a little bit. let's see. Yeah. Nah. Just you know, that's to balance uh, it a little bit. But nah. Um, nah. Shout out to Georgie, man. Yeah, shout out, George. Um, <laughs> Give him <okay>. his flowers. <laughs> flowers, for <laughs> flowers for Georgie, man. Um, oh. Okay, so that we should move on to the actual football now. So, yeah. Giants v. the Lions. The Lions just got the job done in that one. Um, mm. Not sure if you had too much to say. Jeremy, uh, Charlie Cameron kicked seven, which is huge. Mm. So, from um, now on, if you're a forward, just name yourself Cameron as your last name. and you Kick you, a bag. You're going you're gonna to kick a bag. You're going <laughs> to do well, man. Yeah, nah, Charlie Cameron, man. Exciting player, man. Like, he just... He continues to get it done. And again, I've, I've been saying this, the small forward market at the moment in the AFL is just fantastic, man. It's so fun. Mm. So many good young players. Um, from the GWS side of things, I liked seeing, what's his name? Himmelberg going to the ruck, man. That changed mm. the game. That actually really surged them forward and you know made them look dangerous. But other than that, like, you know, yeah, Brisbane just had to do their thing and yeah. Yeah, well, interesting you mentioned that about the Ruck because I was thinking this week how many of the actual best tap Ruckmen in the game are also you'd consider a good footballer. Like there's so many good tap Ruckmen, Mm. in my opinion, that sort of lack any other skill around the ground. I'm not going to name particular names, but uh, maybe like guys like Phillips from the Bombers. Like he's provided some good aerial threat, but really he's a good tap Ruckman and that's about it. Yeah, Um, I think... Does Wits give that vibe of just being a good tap ruckman? A little bit. And that's yeah. it. Like, you yeah. know, and then around the yeah, I don't know. So that's what I'm saying is like Sean Darcy, but yeah. Darcy he clunks marks because he's just he's just huge. Yeah, and even that's a good point because Tim English conceded fifty two hitouts to Darcy on Friday night. And I think we would all agree that English had a great game still. So yeah. um what I'm trying to get at is here, if Himmelberg's gonna be playing more ruck. I don't think it matters that much because he's providing so much else around the ground. Yeah. Um, and he's got a probably bigger tank, quicker getting around the ground, beating the Ruckman next to him. So, yeah. He's um, a free agent as well this year, man. North, get on it. Get on it. Well, Do you have any sources there? Um, unfortunately, no, because <laughs> GWS is a very small team and small town. And, ah, fair enough. Um, yeah. You got to get some more sources in, a, yeah. in the Western Sydney. And, uh, I do. So we can, you know. So we can find some stuff out. Um, actually, 100%, man. another player from that game, McCluggage, decided to have another good game. As soon as Dino brings out the sources, man, you know, check out the pod from a fortnight ago. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, exactly, man. Dino had some <laughs> choice words. Actually, not really. It wasn't that harsh, but it was more so like, you know, he's been bad. 
there's a re- you know what's going on you know is he is he leaving what's the go and then he's like okay it's getting a bit sus I got to start playing good because Dean's noticed yeah the line was McLuggage is packing his bags he's packing his McLuggage little cheeky one there but <laughs> I think honestly my stance hasn't changed he has improved but I think it's more just trying to find a potential suitor at the end of the year mate he's mm. he's not playing in his usual role I find it hard to believe that a top what was he like a top he was picked two. Pick two, top three picks. Pick two, McGrath and then uh, and then uh, yeah. McLuggage. And you know that Actually, midfield's yeah. sorry, no, Taranto two, I think, and then maybe McLuggage three. third. Yeah, that's feels yeah, yeah, right, yeah no, sorry, that's 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 what um, it was, yeah. But the midfield's not changing for the Lions in the next four or five years. I mean, Neil's not going anywhere. Mm. Ashkoff's only going to get better and more important to the midfield. Man, Dunkley. He's, he's so explosive and just I love it when he just gets the ball out of the middle and just runs straight out the pack, man. Like that's he's fantastic. Yeah. <sighs> So the point the modern being, midfielder. Yeah, I don't know how much room there is in that engine room consistently anyway. Mm. Like he'll get minutes in there, but um no, look, yeah, the Lions, I think they did what they needed to do. The Giants find a way to hang into games that maybe they shouldn't. So I guess credit they to do. them yeah. um, for competing, but mm. the wins just aren't gonna gather and they're looming to be a bottom four side at this stage. Um, yeah, probably. Probably, yeah. They're not. They're not a top eight side. Let's just put it that way. They're, exactly right. They're nowhere. They're nowhere near it. They might be, maybe ten to fourteen range. Maybe ten would 10 be pretty huge. The way they're going now. You're right. Like, yeah. yeah fair, well, if you look fair at enough. the ladder currently, they're oh, they're twelfth at the moment. But teams below them, Richmond's there, Gold Coast is thereabouts, and so is Frio. So, yeah, they probably could finish anywhere from twelfth to fifteenth, um, depending oh. on luck and. And how things go, but um, yeah, that's, right. that's that's about what I said. <laughs> it, it <is laughs> no, that's no, no, no. I guess you're right after all. Um, <laughs> Always right. Life lessons there. <laughs> um, well, look, there, yeah, not too much to talk about on that one. But how about the next game, Matzo, the Cats and the Swans? Man, I swear. Look, the joke's been said that the Swans just got the PTSD, like. Yeah. Replay the grand final, insert your joke, but it pretty yeah. much was that, wasn't it? Yeah, pretty much, man. And I think like what I was look I was doing some stat research, you know. Not that that's the um not that that's everything in the game, but it was inside fifty marks, twenty two to five. And that just shows, you know, the the Geelong forward line is good, obviously, you know, mm. Cameron and Hawkins. Lethal. You know, yeah, lethal combination. But Sydney don't have who are their forwards right now? Logan McDonald. And is that the guy's name, Logan? Yeah, Logan. Was Franklin and then playing? um I don't believe Franklin was playing. Or if he was, if he was, we didn't notice him. Amadi's gone out. Mm. There's yeah, there's not a lot of apart from like Papley. Papley is always a gun, but like the rest it's not a very potent forward line at the moment. Yeah, you're um, right, actually. No Franklin. Um mm. Yeah. You're right. I mean, I guess that's one part of marking in the fifty is having the big forward, but a good team will lower the eyes and hit a target anyway. So that's, that's the thing, that's exactly. Really like Geelong are just relying on Cameron and um and Hawkins to get those to get those marks. You know, mm. it's you know it's the kicker, which a lot of time is Brian Myers, who I didn't realize has like the most goal assists or most score involvements. Oh wow! They were saying that on the on the um on the broadcast. I'm like, all right, flowers to Brian Myers. I always thought he was an average player, but <laughs> shows what I know, man. Hey, he's um, he's linking up the play, I guess. You know, mm-hmm. getting the ball and lowering the eyes, like we just said, and, and hitting targets, and those big boys just feasting completely. Yeah, um, even you know Stengels and those those little those types. You know, yeah, um, true. Yeah, Ollie Henrys. Ellie Henrys. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, actually, in credit to a guy, flowers to a guy rather that uh, hasn't played in about five years, Sam Simpson. 
um, or however long it's been. I don't know. It's been a while, man. I remember him <laughs> being a super coach rookie like seven years ago or something. You know, it was it was ages ago. I swear. <laughs> yeah, um, good on him. He played well. Yeah, like when I when I saw him, like, um, what was it? It was a late in, a late inclusion. Came in, kicked two goals. I'm like, yeah. There you go, you know. He's you welcome back, bro. Welcome back. Welcome back, Sam Simpson. That's it. Um, Simo. Simo. <laughs> you know the Swans had three behinds in the whole second half? That's it. That was their entire score. Yeah, I'm going to fact check it because I can't even believe what I wrote down. <laughs> I'm going to have to just confirm that. Um, but three behinds, I think it's right, dude. Yeah, that's that's nuts. Yeah, um, three behinds. Yeah. In the whole second half. Um, that's just really poor. Like, yeah, wow. It, it's, it's, it looks really poorly. On like, it was a bad, bad showing from their midfield. Really, like the two young up and comers, Golden and Warner, didn't get enough of it. No. Dangerfield went crazy. You know Wailing what I mean? Like, clock, he, yeah, he went, it was that was um some vintage danger. Um, I was trying to say just a little interesting thing here. Mm-hmm. The the what's it called? The one uh, percent is right. I don't know if that's much of a you know a stat to go off. Love right? the one percent. It's it's a great. It's just it's a j up of a stat. But <laughs> it was thirty four to fifty three in the favor of the Swans. Okay. So with the cats, just they were just taking the piss. You know what I mean? They were just like they were in, they were cruising, man. You I know? think that's yeah. When you win by almost a hundred, I guess mm. you don't have to go that extra mile. You're yeah. just you're just just coming easy. That's it. So oh, that was interesting. Maybe that's. Maybe you don't want the one percenters, man. Just be lazy, man. And the one percent is overrated. They're only one percent after all. Like one per- exactly. You know, you <laughs> might as well get a, you know a solid fifty percent in one go. Not not a bunch of one percenters, you know. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll tell you it's what, sucking basketball three pointers better than two. You know three what I mean? Two, man. That's it. That's it. Quick maths. Quick maths, bro. Um, Shout out to the process, man. That's it. Trust the process, man. That's it. Brought out the broom, the boys, <laughs> man. That was good. Hundred percent, man. Bravo. Um, Cats are one win out of the eight now, Matza, and I just want to wind back the clock about three weeks ago when the Cats had lost three in a row. Oh, damn. And I'm starting to think now, the start of the season, it didn't look good, but their only bad loss in that was the Gold Coast one. Every other loss was the Blues, who were sort of up and about, and it was a close game till three-quarter time, and the Blues just finished them, and the Pies, who were a really good team. Yeah. And then, okay, so they've lost those two. Then they lost to the Suns, alarm bells. That Yeah, that was a big shock to everyone. But Including now, them. And I think now yeah. they're proving exactly how good they are because they're one win out of the eight. Mm. And I know they haven't had the top, toughest opposition until the Swans now, but they've been winning and winning convincingly. So mm. I think they'll be uh, pushing the eight before we know it, to be honest. They could be pushing the four, to be honest with you, man. Yeah, no, like, it's still they're two wins it's, out. It's, like too, it's, it's too early. It's too early to rule them out for, you know, Contention again. You Actually, know, they're, they're one win out of top four. It's so close still. Like one win out of top. Oh wow! There you go. Yeah, yeah. They're on they're, twelve points. Melbourne and Essendon are sixteen with Adelaide and Brisbane and Port. So it's all the whole eight's pretty close to be honest. There you go. Um, all right, let's move on now. The Hawks fell short again. Yeah. This time to the Crows, who won by under a goal. Yeah. Uh, Look again. I think I said it last week. They don't lose any admirers with this defeat. Two weeks in a row. But as a fan, which I'm not a fan, but I can imagine as a fan, that would just suck. You know, you want to you wanna see the wins. You want to see the reward for effort. And those type of close wins from a young side can really, you know, elevate them and, you know, mm. push them forward. But, you know what? Again, you know, good on them again. But, you know, hopefully, who do they have next week? It's not us, is it? Hopefully, it's not uh, us. We've and, played them already. Oh, yeah, we have. We have. Um, um, I'll bring yeah. it up in a moment. But, yeah, what yeah. I will say about the Hawks, not mm. only did they lose two close games, but 
the nature in which they lost them, last week was Himmelberg's specky, like epic moment. Yeah. And this week, Fogarty's kicked one from the pocket. Like he was out of bounds when he kicked it. So, yeah, that's, wow. that's, yeah, that's not a, that's. That's a harsh way to lose two close games. It's yeah. not like they just, you know, there was a scrappy goal. There was some quality moments. Um, they're playing the dogs at Marvel. Tough one. Yeah, they're going to lose. Oh, you don't know. You don't know, man. It's probably going to be another game like these, man, where they're close. They're thereabouts. Um, yeah, but yeah. You wanted to mention um, your boy, Connor Nash. Oh, Connor Nash. Yeah, he he broke Saligo in half. <laughs> that was that tackle was huge, man. I'm surprised, you know, we didn't hear anything about like, you know, broken ribs or anything. And, and another thing with him is that um, he, spe- he did that spear tackle, kicked... A clutch goal. It was a few minutes later. He's when he, which I think it was a few minutes earlier, where he snapped that out of the pack. And I think he had another set shot where he, from about 50, if I'm not mistaken, as well. Yeah. Man, he's a good player, man. They've, they've got one there in Connor Nash. Well, I think Sam Mitchell's identified. Flowers, you could say. You, you could say flowers. I wouldn't stop you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go ahead. Flowers for Connor Nash. There Let's you, go. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. I think Sam Mitchell's figured out sort of the way that modern football is played. You do need big bodies in the midfield. Yeah. Like even the Cats with their great teams, they threw Blitzarves on ball at times. They had danger for big body. The Hawks now with Will Day, who's filling out his physique, but he's mm-hmm. tall. Connor Nash, he's a big boy. Um, you can't mm-hmm. just simply, like back in the day, have like smaller mids running around. You need to mix it in with a bit of muscle. Mm. Paddy Cripps-esque bond. Yeah. You know, so um, good on them for really pushing with him as a midfielder because he was very raw coming in, obviously being um, not from Australia, being Irish. So... Mm. You know, so you forget that because you look yeah. at him out there and you don't think that he's he doesn't look lost at all, man. He doesn't look lost at all. So yeah, they've really persisted with him. So fair play to them that it's paying mm. off now. Um, it's taken a lot of investment yeah. to get him to this point. So um, yeah, that was all I had for that match. Now the next one was the Blues mm. and the Saints. Now we do have some notes from our friend George, who, like we said, he's not here today due to being unwell. But yeah, um, so I might have to bring it up and I'll have a little little scan over what he had to say. Um, first of all, let's just shout out the uh, shout out the Saints, man. Top of the league. I'll tell you what. Top of the league, man. I'm just going to say it from now. I think all that happened in that game was um, Michael Voss got outcoached. Um, it was an arm wrestle, goal for goal, mm. until the third quarter, and then um, the Blues lacked a correct plan going to their fifty, and Ross just sort of identified that, set their team up from the back mm. for the counter attacks, and they just punished the Blues. Um, the Blues had so many players with heaps of touches. Yeah. But it just wasn't punishing them enough. And it's funny, that, that's something that George said. You know, there was four mids for Carlton. Carlton Bulls won so much of the ball. Walsh, 38 posies. Chera, 39. Akers, 36. Cripps, 34. And then the most posies the Saints mid had was Sinclair on 27 and Ross on 24. Interesting point there, you know. It's obviously, yeah, they're not getting it into the 50 well enough. Um, according to Georgie, Harry Mackay had a mare of the game and lost a significant amount of confidence in his kicking to the point where it's comical, he reckons. So, Well, this yeah. has always been a talking point, but I guess the difference now, obviously he's lost some confidence, but when the pressure's building and the expectation's building on this Carlton team, you know, those confident hits with the key forward, they, they fall pretty quickly. Um, set shot kicking is the pressure moment. All the eyes are on you. That's um, that's true. I never thought of it. That is that is the highest pressure moment of an AFL game. Pretty much, you know. That's yeah. up, the only, actually, you know what? The only thing that's higher, I would say, if you're a key defender one on one with a key forward, mm. that would suck. Yeah, that would suck so because usually you're gonna lose because as soon as you look at your guy, which you should do because you know you gotta you know have some visual visual awareness of where your guy is. The umpires call it against you. So. 
Hundred percent, and I've just realised here as well that George is saying that a lot of Carlton fans are questioning Voss's coaching ability as well. So Ooh. it's probably got to do as well with, um, yeah, he's saying here Carlton played kick mark when they're not a kicking team and actually can't kick. <laughs> um, so <laughs> well, it's the thing you don't have Sard, you don't have Doc with their best, you know, kick to kick type players. Yeah, um, you know, it was a heel so ready in the last quarter they were down by twenty and they had to take the game on and they didn't. You yeah. know, like why? Yeah. Why? And I think I had a few stats written down for this one as well, which sort of just goes to show that even though you can do well in certain aspects of the game, there's a lot of sort of nuance that goes into actually winning a game of football. So by that, I mean, what have I got here? The Blues had 100 more disposals. So you mentioned before, they did have a bunch of guys getting a lot of the footy. Mm. 40 more marks, yet five less inside 50s. So firstly, credit to the Saints defense. It was a Ross special on Saturday night. Um, but secondly, that does say a lot about Carlton as well because we've seen the Cats, they've got their two big forwards. We've seen it work well. We've seen Richmond's two forwards, Rewald and Lynch, work really well together. Mm. And we've seen Carlton's work really well together as well. But lately, they just can't kick over 100 points. I think I saw on the first crack show on Fox Footy that of the last, let's say, 20 games, they've only hit over 100 points a handful of times, which when you think about it, is probably a surprising thing to hear considering yeah, those, it is. those it forwards is. they've got. Exactly. Mackay and um, Kerno, they're two of the top five forwards in the league, we'd say. You know, well, yeah. Two of the, yeah, actually, yeah, two of the top five key forwards, both common medalists. You'd think more goals would be coming their way in the team entirely. Do they need to get more goals from the midfield? I don't know what it is, man. Well, I, I think know. it's just going away from thinking we've got these two big forwards, we're going to kick it to them every time. Firstly, I think they need to just sort out their forward running patterns better. Mm. Um, but yeah, it all comes down to lowering the eyes and hitting the open target because I'm sure that they're double teaming Mackay and Kerno. There's going to be someone uh, that's more open that you can kick to. So um, yeah, bit of panic station for the Blues, but mate, this, I'll say it again. The Saints are just a smart team. They're a mm. hardworking team, uh, very well organized. And they've got guys like Dan Butler in the forward 50 who's hit form again. He's um, just electrifying. Like mm. he would just be there at the feet of the forward, pouncing on opportunities. Mitch Owens. Yeah, they have a bunch of dudes. You just you forget about him. You forget yeah. about Butler. Um, Mitch Owens. He's becoming a star in front of our eyes. You know, as a what second or third year player, Machado man, good on him. He's he's flowers, flowers against Machado man. <laughs> Come on. You're going to be crazy with the flowers, Matt. I can't No, be. no, right, right. No. George is messaging you now. No, 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 he's upset. He, he can't even see this video right now. He just, he can sense the the, the rosy flowers just getting, you know, scattered everywhere. Um. Um, now, look, yeah, George, he was also saying, and we're moving on to the next game now. Yeah. He was saying I was silly to tip north. He didn't use those exact words, but I could tell. I was getting a strong energy. From him. Um, I did stick mm. to my emotional guns. I tipped North against the Suns. And I'll tell you what, North. I'm not even going to vent today about what I saw because I'd be giving more effort than they did. That was... <laughs> that was... Considering it was Goldstein's oh. 300th, considering it was Anzac round, I can't believe how little fight they showed. It's it's poor. Oh, it's Matt. Poor, like, look, I think the thing for me, like, I'm... I had a bunch of stuff going on, so I could hardly watch the game, which was worked out quite well. Blessing. Um, the thing about it is that to this point of the season, I thought Gold Coast were the most disappointing team in the league. We just got smashed by them. What does that say about us, man? Mm. Like, regardless of where we're meant to be, you've got to get a competitive game against these guys. Like, it's just, it's not good enough. It's well, I'll tell enough. you what. 
We played exactly the same as last week, excluding the first quarter because we kicked five goals in the first quarter last week. We barely kicked five for the game this week. But mm. our defending was exactly like it was last week. The only difference being we were playing Gold Coast instead of Brisbane. That's why we <laughs> lost by about 50 instead of 100. Um, mm. Our aerial presence or lack thereof is disgusting matter. Like Ben Mackay has come back from injury. There's talk mm. that he wants to leave, go to Carlton perhaps, be with his brother. I'll say this, mate. If your heart's not in it, just leave. Because you were just shocking again today. Oh, mm. The other day. Nick Larky, I've <laughs> mm. never seen this guy jump at a footy in my life. He's either marking it on the lead, getting a free kick, or just not touching the ball. Yeah. Um, and considering I do rate him, yeah. you, you oh, need to find the ball, mate. That's jump the at thing. it. If like, you're, he's, the, he's one of the best set shots in the AFL. You got to get your hands on the footy, mate. Shocking. Otherwise, you're not going to get those set shots, man. Yeah. Cam as good as Cam Zerha can be, he gets in these modes sometimes where he just gets the ball and thinks that he can barrel through three guys. Mate, just handball <laughs> to the bloke next to you. Yeah, he's, he goes into a bit of a hero mode. 100%, mate. Um, our whole defense is just shambles. They're five meters off their player at all times. Uh, Kingy had, hadn't kicked a bag all year. He's kicked five. Of course, we played him in a form. Yeah. Um, we went 42 minutes without a goal at one point. Against Gold Coast. Man, this is humble pie, man. Humble, humble pie. pie no, right I'll, now, I'll eat it, man. Yeah, nah, yeah I'll eat it all week. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm just I'm reading through my notes here. Cunnington, finished. I'm sorry, but we all love Cunners to death. Yeah. What a story to come back. But this guy just looks past it, mate. Yeah. He can't, don't argue anyone anymore. He's slow. He's not running back. And then it sort of is infectious because LDU, his attitude's just gone to shit. Um, yeah, it's, it's bad, better. Yeah, no, it's no good. It's no good. Like, um, again, glad I glad I couldn't watch a lot of that game because it's oh. just it's frustrating, man. It's frustrating. Man, I'll tell you um, what. When the weekend ends with me watching Harley Reid highlights, you know it's been a bad week. <laughs> like, I'm ready. Let's get him, mate. Let's go. That's it, man. That's <laughs> it. Him, the Wiz Watson. You know, there's there's options in this year's draft. So hey, maybe blessing in disguise, man. No, look. We'll talk about it probably more towards the end of the year when we yeah. start doing team planning for next year. But that's it. That's it. Because we're in part of. We're part of. Oh, the, we're part know. of it, man. That's gonna, it, man. I'm going to be so excited <laughs> for the off season. But I will say this: Clarko has to. He simply has to, and I'm sure he already is. Yeah. Be getting in players' ears, veteran players, players that he will trust, mm. big bodies that are ready to go, and he's good at recruiting players. Yeah. Clarko. Hey, Harry Himmelberg, man. Harry Himmelberg. Hey, how's it going? Uh, you know. Yeah, you want to? Yeah, you really enjoyed playing as a defender, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Nah. No, he seriously is really good at getting free agents and he's also good <laughs> at drafting. So mm. put those two together and please just next year be better than this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's move on. Yeah, let's go. I'm let's go. just, yeah, I'm filthy at that. Credit to Gold Coast, but. Yeah, actually. Credit to Gold Coast. And you know what? I do want to mention quickly Took Miller, a yeah. bit of a long term injury. Shout out to you. Great player, man. It's a shame that you're not going to be playing footy. For a few, I think it's a couple of months he's out for. I think it's a meniscus tear, if I'm yeah, not mistaken. He was lucky to avoid an ACL that didn't look good, but um, yeah, well done to the Suns. Look, as bad as North were, they were really good. Yeah, it, they have, they still have to hold up can, their um, end of the bargain, kick them goals, 100%. push it forward, and they did it. Yeah, and they completely feasted on what was a poor North team. So well done yep. to them. Um, now we got to the real footy on Easter Monday, uh, Easter Monday, Anzac Eve. 
um, yep. which was last night. So he's the most. Sorry, sorry, Tina. <laughs> it just clicked to me what you said. It felt uh, like it in a way. But yeah, no, fair enough. Um, fair enough. Easter, you know, there's Catholic Easter, there's Orthodox Easter, and then there's Footy Easter. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Good man. call. Um, but it just sort of felt like that's when the round started for me. I was just miserable all week. <laughs> <laughs> Same. You know. You know. And uh, this is actually uh, this is a bit more for the Supercoach podcast, but. After the GWS game, it all went really badly. And then the first half, I have Brady Grundy. He didn't even play. <laughs> he didn't play. What did he play for 10 minutes in the first half? Oh, oh man. But then it got a bit better. Then it got a bit then better. Then it got better. And look, the game was a good one for the most part. It was, yeah. Um, I was sort of flagging over the last few weeks that I wasn't sure what, who the Tigers were because mm. I had a few games in a row in the wet. Some of them were competitive. Others, they sort of faded like the Sydney game. And I thought, mm. look, this is a great opportunity. It was nice conditions last night playing a really good team, what are they made of? And look, honestly, they held themselves accountable pretty well for the most part, but Melbourne just steamrolled them in the last quarter. Yeah, they did. They did. Um, you know, there's players who were showing some stuff, like Samson Ryan had a couple big marks, and mm. you know he could have he could have ended the game with three goals, but you know, he missed a couple set of shots. Um, Hopper looks like he's a proper midfielder, man. Like He's finally getting his time to shine in there, mm. which is good. Um, Taranto even, Taran- well. Taranto's a monster. Taranto's, like, it's weird because he's, I feel like his efficiency's gone up as well, you know, um, disposal-wise. Like, you know, he's just he just seems like he's more effective when he's out there. So, yeah, may- maybe that's just the way Richmond sort of structure their team and it allows him to, you know, mm. play the ball the way he wants. I don't know. But, yeah, prove big time and, um, yeah, you look like you have something to say. I was just going to say uh, Van Royen from Melbourne. Um, that guy was playing pretty poorly. He wasn't yeah. having an impact until the last quarter. And apparently he was ready to get subbed off. That's what um, Simon, oh. Goodwin, Simon Goodwin said. His next um, interchange was going to be the sub. And so he, he's like, nah, not letting that happen. Yeah. I'm going to clunk a couple contested marks. Would he kick three goals in the last quarter? I think so. And more than that, he was just clunking. Like he was turning half chances into goals. Contested um, marks, man. That's where big forwards make their money. Huge. Um, something I like with Van Ruyen, the thing I, I find interesting about him is that every time he goes for a set shot, he kind of like so he'll have the ball in his hands, and he'll kind of like sort of I don't know he'll sort of like it's like he's lining up the sights like he must be like a Call of Duty fan or something because he just kind of goes like yeah yeah he does that little thing. So Melbourne fans have two two of the best you know like set shot preparers in the league with you know Ben Brown. Yeah. You know, running was at fifty meters for a thirty meter set shot, and they have Van Ruyen who you know does that. So he winks at the at the goal umpire or something. I don't know what he's doing, um, but well, yeah, it works for both of them. They're both pretty good kicks of goal. So. They are. They are both very straight kicks. So keep it going, boys, and uh, we're going to keep making fun of you for that. That's it. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what. Someone else who played really well for Melbourne, who's mm. just quietly having a really good year, uh, little Chandler. Um, yeah, good little player that one. Like he sort of positions himself well all over the ground. He'll move up to the wing. He'll get involved in handball chains, and then he'll just finish. In the goal square, like you will have a little tap in. Did he kick two or three? I think he had three in the yeah. end. Yeah, no, but he he does make his influence known, which is rare for a small forward or even for a half forward, you know, because usually they sort of just, you know, they hide at points. But yeah, no, Chandler, another really good one. Mm. Van Ruyen, another good one. Cosy Pickett. It's there's some good young players in that squad. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. It's not just you know, it's not just Gorn. Um, Oliver Petrarca. There's there's a lot of good support there. And someone you just didn't mention there was Jack Viney. 
Um, yeah. He won the medal that they give out for that game last night. and They give a, a medal? But anyway. I'm pretty sure there was a medal. Yeah. Um, why, not, why not give him more medals, If man? not, give it to him anyway. That's it, um, man. That's it, man. Give him his medal. Give him his flowers. <laughs> <laughs> you really are unhinged today. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Um, but yeah, no, well done to him. Their midfield brigade, we know how good it is. Gorn was back. Mm. Looked like he didn't miss a beat, really. Just clunking marks, bumping guys off the ball. That's it. Um, looked fantastic. So, yeah, look, well done to the Ds. It was a pretty tough game. I still don't know what to think of the Tigers, but each week I say that, dude, they're 16th at the moment. <laughs> like, at, at a certain <laughs> point, we need to just say they're done. Like, and you know, they don't have their, they don't have their pick this year. So, if they stay uh, that bad, I'm pretty sure it's JWS's because of Taranto oh, yeah. and Hopper and all that. Would have to be, yeah. They've lost a lot of draft capital, so, uh, you know. I well, think they'll win more games throughout the year. Like, they just seem like yeah. they're close but not quite there, but it's not good looking of the latter at the moment. No, no. They need to start str- stringing together some wins, man. They really do. Even North on top of you, man. Come on. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, man. Oh, God. Um, anyway. Now, we come to today. We're recording on a Tuesday night post-Anzac Day uh, that's it. match, and what a game it was, firstly. That that's what that's what Anzac Day is meant to be. That's what Anzac Day, Anzac Day footy. That's what we want to see, man. It's fantastic. I had a sneaky feeling the Bombers would put up a really good fight, and they sort of exceeded my expectations until the last quarter. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, to be twenty eight points up, and then within ten minutes of the last quarter, your lead is gone, and then Collingwood ends up comfortably controlling that game and seeing it through in the last five minutes. Um, all credit goes to Collingwood, though. Like, wow! Absolutely, man. They're just—they've just got so much depth of class and good ball users, and the running is just immeasurable, man. Like, I think a dude who we're going to give flowers to every week for the rest of the year, probably. Nikki, Nikos, Daikos. <laughs> God, what a what a player Nick Daikos is, and Zach Day medalist. Man, he's he's gonna win probably every medal that he can possibly win. He's won the Rising Star. He's gonna win. So he's won the Anzac Day medal. He's probably gonna win Norms. He's gonna win. He probably win the Brownlow this year. It's between him and Bon at this point. He right. actually, yeah, he would be in the top three surely. Yeah, I reckon out of the first six rounds, he would have probably three best on grounds already, and maybe a couple one or two voters. Mm. Uh, and see, the thing that I like about Nick Dacos, right, beyond the fact that he uses the ball so well, he'll. When he's running around and someone's looking for an option, right? Say Pendles has got the ball. He's looking for an option. He's running around. He'll have someone tracking him from the opposition. So they're running towards him to make sure he doesn't get the footy. And in that time, Steel Sidebottom's running. What's it called? Maynard's running. They've just got other options. So he has so much gravity because, you know, you see him running. You've got to track him. And, and then other guys open up. And, and it all, everything opens up. And, and oftentimes when he's doing that, he'll actually look at his teammate and sort of tell them, like, go the other way. Yeah, like, like he, he'll look at him with his eyes and go, yeah. 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 He's, I'll tell you what, mate. Obviously, he's very skillful. Yeah. The guy today, he had 40 touches and two goals, two clutch goals to win the mm. game, essentially. Um, he was part of that wave in the last quarter. Yeah. 40 disposals. But the reason he gets the ball so often is because his work rate is the best in the league. I don't mm. think I'm watching any midfielder currently who works as hard as him. That's it. Second um, and third, you know chance runs you know he's just he gets involved at every contest multiple times and if he's not getting the ball he's creating space for others so 
This guy is just ridiculous. Um, but like you mentioned as well, side bottom, 30 touches and a goal. Josh Dacos, who's having a great year in his own right. I know, I know, man. Um, being, being overshadowed so much by his little brother. But hey, does, doesn't matter, man. Doesn't matter. Oh, he like, loves I, it. He's so happy for him. You can tell. Like, yeah. They're really close. Mm. Um, love to see so, yeah, that. And it's cute, man. I like it. It's very cute. And yeah. I will say, though, as good as Collingwood was at the end there, I don't want to go too much longer without mentioning. Just well done to Essendon. Honestly, they've come a long way. Yeah, I've given them a lot of stick. Until recently, I've sort of turned yeah, around. Yeah, I think it was last week when they beat Melbourne. Yeah, or I was turned... It the week before. Dan, yeah. Dino sort of turned around, but every week it was like, oh, they won, but... Oh. <laughs> You know, um, no, it's it's good that we're we're all on the same. We're on the we're on the like you know we're on the Essendon uh, um, well, band not bandwagon. But, you know we're 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 with them now. You know we can see the positive stuff and you know the efforts there. Well, look, credit more, where it's true. More than I dislike the Bombers, I enjoy AFL. So if I'm going to see good that's, footy, that's deep. I'll that's get deep. around it. Um, Bravo. they were really excellent. Sam Wiedemann. I feel like he had a bit of an arrival game. If they saw the game out and won it, mm. I think people would be talking about it more, but he was really good. Um, yeah. You know, guys like Martin, obviously we know Parrish is really good. They were without merit today, so Setterfield sort of stepped up a bit at times. Mm. Uh, um, Caldwell stepped it up. Caldwell he, stepped he played, it up a lot. He played a lot of midfield time and he looks pretty good in there. You know, it's a sh- obviously just a shame for him that there's, you know, there's better options when merit's back. Yeah. But yeah. Um, um, Davey Jr. is only going to get better. He's got some real zip about mm. him. He's forward pressure. They were they were talking about it. Um, they were talking about it during um like the um halftime and quarter time and this and that. That um you know despite the counting stats not being there, that forward pressure you know it creates you know creates turnovers, creates goals. So hundred percent. And even mm. their defense, like none of them are really massive key defenders, but they're all sort of playing their part, having really good positioning, like uh, Ridley, Redmond, Zerk Thatcher, mm. um, Kelly. Yeah. They're all sort of. You wouldn't consider key position size, but they all work together and form a really solid back unit as well. So, mm. um, well done to the Bombers, but right, Collingwood was just absolutely electrifying in that last quarter. Pies, pies, they're, they're the boys, man. They're the boys. Um, they do, in my opinion, have the mm. best in-game adjustments, specifically from a losing position in the whole league. No team can turn around leads like that so consistently. Yeah, and I can't. We, I don't know. Maybe I've really got to focus a bit more and zero in on what they're doing, but. Yeah, they. I can't pinpoint it, but they they just they do it, man. I was paying it. a bit of attention to it today. Yeah. Well, and what, what did I, you see? Man? What I did notice was, mm. firstly, they get a few extra numbers around the ball, so they just make it uh, really congested around the ball. But then, crucially, when they do kick the ball, it's never towards the boundary unless there's a wide open bloke. They'll go sort of where their center um, part of the center wing, you could call it. So instead of um, wide wing, it's more center wing, so that when they win the ball, they can go right in the corridor within one handball. Um, it's a lot more aggressive. Yeah, fair enough. So you'd say that they're sort of that center square, they're sort of hugging the line a little Correct. bit. And then it's not, it's corridor almost. Yeah. And you yeah. win the ball from there, one handball at the back, one to the corridor, and all of a sudden you're running inside 50. That's it. And then you um, have Elliot presenting, you have Ash Johnson presenting. You've he's got good too, man. Checkers who can, you know, worst case scenario, you just bomb it to Checkers and he brings it down. Mm. Yeah. Ash Johnson, actually, they picked him in the mid-season draft as well. That's what how you pick in the mid-season, mate. That guy can play. He's- you just gotta, I think you just go high ceiling players, you know what I mean, and see what happens. Because yeah. when I feel like if you play it safe and you just go, oh, yeah, we'll get this little halfback flanker who's all right. There's so many of those in the league. You end up turning half of your good mids, well, not good mids, you end up turning midfielders like, you know, who don't, when there's not enough midfield spots, you end up turning them into halfback flankers anyway. So That's right. Yeah, and actually, speaking of Ash Johnson, I've got a bit of a cheeky player comp. Oh, a player from uh, 
maybe about 10 years ago. I'm not going to tell you who he played for, okay. but this dude here. So, player comp to Ash Johnson? To Ash Johnson. Okay. A retired player. Retired okay. player. All right. Are you going to give me some sort of hints? Like, what am I he played do? for North. He played for North. And he was a forward as well, obviously. Aaron Edwards? Point. Yes. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why. Like, I could feel it. I was like, you could feel it, huh? I could feel the Aaron Edwards energy coming, man. I swear. Same player. Yeah. I just I don't know. I have a very fond memory of me and my uh, and my papu, which is, you know, Dean's mentioned them before. Greek, uh, Greek word for grandpa. You know, he go, he'd be like, you know, Dimitri, which is my Greek name. <laughs> Aaron Edwards from Samoa. You know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, whoa, he's from Samoa. I'm like, that's cool, man. I'm pretty sure it was Samoa or something. He had like his that. great moments in a North Jersey. Yeah, man. That's, hey, thank, thank you for... Number 27, man. That's thank it. you for bringing that up, man. Aren't I they similar though? Like the marking for like sort of medium-sized forward. Yeah. Pretty athletic. Yeah. I like that, man. Like, I'm going to go home and be watching Aaron Edwards highlights. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sounds good, man. Mm. Uh, well, look, that sort of wraps up the games. Now, we actually got... Eight out of nine tips, our best um, score yet. And the only one we got wrong was, was North. Was the emotional tip. <laughs> the emotional yeah. tip. So, um, sorry, George, we let you down on that one by tipping emotionally. But All right. I promise we'll be better this week because I'm never tipping North ever again. Um, we start off the round Friday night. None of this 8-10 business. It's 7.50, so much more like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, we're at Marvel Stadium. The Saints are hosting the power. All right. George is gone. We've got George's We've got, tips. I've got George's down. tips, you know, from Facey. He's gone with the Saints, and I can't argue with him, to be honest with you. And I don't want Port to win. So, Yeah, look, I have a vested interest in North's first-round pick that Port owes us, so <laughs> um, I'm never tipping them. But um, So, it's almost like we're just like hoping to will these losses into existence for Port. Uh, but no, um, look, the Saints deserve their first. They're at yeah, home. Yeah, we're not tipping against them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can't go against them. Uh, what's the next game? So so we've got Saturday, 1.45, the Lions hosting the Dockers. Oh. Who, to be honest, at the Gabba, are no chance. Absolutely. Um, um, that's going to be three three Lions picks because uh, Georgie's also picked the Lions. I'm cool with that. Done. No, no further no further action required yep. on that no, one. Sounds good. Now, this game can go... Either way, in my opinion, the Swans at the SEG hosting the Giants. So you've got the Derby there. Ooh. Bit of a rivalry game, this one. It always gets a bit heated, a bit aggressive mm. of a contest, this one. The Giants seem to stick into games, like I mentioned earlier. Swans, I don't know what they are this year. They're up and down like a yo yo. What do you think? That's, that's a tough one, man. That's a tough one because. <sighs> That the Sydney Sydney Swans they they do need to respond you know <laughs> that is that is prime need to respond category right there, but is there not a world where GWS wins? Oh, you know what, man? You know what? <laughs> I think I'm gonna go with. Uh, nah, I find it hard to go against the Swans to be honest. I find it hard to go. I'm gonna go Swans. The bounce back, you think? Yeah, that's you, man. They need to respond. Come on, response Swans. Who's George the, gone? He's gone with the Swans as well. Genuinely. I'm actually going to go Giants. Oh, there we I go. I think the fact that they stay in games, this Sydney we'll, team, I don't think will kill them off. Looking at George's things kind of screw me up. I'm, 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 I want to not look. Okay. I want to not look. We'll just look so at I him for the tiebreakers maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Done. Um, all right, done. So, we'll go Swans there as a mm. enjoyer's pick. Doggies then host the Hawks at Marvel. Hawks at Marvel. First game at Marvel, I believe, for the Hawks of the year. I'm comfortable with the Dogs. I'm comfortable with the dogs. Like they're just the more experienced, better team. Hawthorne will make it competitive as as they've been doing every week, but 
it's hard to go against the doggies. They're just coming back from a good win in Perth as well. Yeah, I think the dogs starting to hit a little bit of form now. They beat the Tigers recently. They've mm. obviously got the win over there in Perth, which, you know, even against the poor for your team isn't easy to do. Mm. So, yeah, Hawks, hopefully they can make it competitive again, but I think the doggies will have too yeah. much. Um, Saturday night, primetime. <laughs> Take your pick out of these two games before we even tip of this one. Yeah. Would you rather watch Melbourne v North or would you rather watch Eagles v Carlton? <laughs> There's not much excitement. That's shocking. Which one's which is is the North game first? By five minutes, so we'll go there first. Uh, <sighs> Melbourne by a hundred points, and I'm not joking. N A W. Oh no. No. Fair. North are not winning against Melbourne. That's fair, but they it hurts. are not winning, and it hurts to say. It hurts to say, but we're not when we're not near ready for a team like Melbourne. It's fair, but it hurts to hear the gnaw against your own team. I know, I know. Oh. And I gotta say, this is this. I'm going now with Melbourne the second week in a row. They had me scared. They had me scared <laughs> last week. True. But they they held strong, and I'm gonna, you know, keep them. You know, I'm gonna go again with them this week, man. Yeah. NAW, no. Fair no. enough. Yeah. Look, I'm going honestly. Melbourne by ninety plus points. I'm yeah. not even joking. Yeah, we, don't, we don't need to look at George's no. tips. I'm sure. I'm sure it was probably North. I don't know. There is no world where George tipped North. <laughs> <laughs> no, no way. <laughs> he hasn't even tipped us for our wins, bro. There <laughs> oh, you go. Um, cool. Okay, but then, like I mentioned, Eagles hosting Carlton. Um, yeah, yeah, no, Carlton. Carlton have to win. This Carlton is... have to win, but I'm over gonna say Earth. this. Yeah, they have to win, and I think they will win. But I'm not saying here. Not just do they have to win, Carlton. Score over hundred points. And win by 40 or 50. Like, yeah. this is West Coast depleted. Your midfielder's back. You know, you probably, maybe we'll have side back. If not, doesn't matter. Get out there. That probably won't risk side in Perth. Doesn't matter. Just go out, yeah. smack them. Actually give your fans some hope that you're a good team, not just mm. a mediocre team. Yeah, no, well said. Um, but yeah, Carlton for sure. We're assuming George tipped Carlton. <laughs> or maybe is he that emotional that he tipped the Eagles? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, no need to check. No we need to check. No, we're not checking. I'm sure, I'm sure. Because uh, I don't want to see the rest. I don't want to see the rest. I want, I, want, I want it to be more... I don't want to just be copying his tips because I was doing it at the first few. And I'm just like, no, no, no. Let's think of mine. Well, I think this one, we might not all agree. Essendon's hosting the Cats oh. at the G. Oh, this is going to be tough, but Essendon's going to lose a second in a row. Cats, cats are going to win, man. Cats are going to win. I'm going with them. I, I I like the Bombers a lot, but right now, Geelong are just in such hot form. They're just they're smacking people around. I do just have a feeling, though, maybe I'm misremembering, but do the Bombers give the Cats a bit of a game, even when they're not the best? I feel like they have surprised them in the last couple of years a few times. Is that a thing? I don't know. I'm, I have the worst memory of all time, so I don't know. I'm honestly going to go the Bombers. I saw enough today, despite that ending, and that's what Collingwood does. They, they've they got the crowd on their side. Georgie. Um, I'm going to go Bombers to win a close game. And Georgie has gone with Cats. I, I knew it. He would never tip the Bombers against Nah, them. nah. He hates the Bombers. Yeah. So two weeks in a row, I've backed in the Bombers. Don't forget this, Bombers fans. That's it, man. Dano's on your side. He's, you know, we, we it took some time, but he's on your side. <sighs> it feels yuck to say, but yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Fair but. enough. No, no, you've impressed me. I'll, I'll give mm. you that. You're in the top four. Um, they are fourth, and the Cats are ninth. So I'm just saying. Anyway, we'll see how that one goes. Yeah, it's because they're higher on the ladder. They're going to win. We've been higher on the ladder the in <laughs> against the teams that like, we've the last like three weeks, probably. Like, come on, man. Yeah, but top four is top four compared to 16th versus 18th, man. Come on. 
<laughs> fair, fair, but no, I'm going with Geelong. They're, they're they're in hot red hot form. Fair, fair, okay. Um, good game though. Yeah, oh yeah, that's 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 that one. one to watch. Yeah, big um, time. Tigers hosting the Suns at Marvel. Now this is interesting. Say that again, sorry. The Tigers hosting the Suns at Marvel, not at the G. Uh, I think to, for me it's it's pretty easy. Just I'm just gonna go with Richmond at Marvel. They weren't bad against Melbourne. They got beaten by a better team. That's that's enough. That's enough for me. It's just the logical. It's I don't know. I again I keep saying I think in my head Richmond's better than what they're actually doing in terms of wins and losses. I was gonna say before you say anything, Carmichael Hunt does not play for Gold Coast anymore. Oh, Richmond. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go. Done. Nah, look, I'll go Richmond given they're the home team. Yeah. But I do think there is a world <laughs> that the Suns win. And I'm, I'm not kidding. I'm oh, not of, course, of course, there's a world in where they win. In form, you know. George George loves a home team, so I'm assuming he's picked Richmond. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Um, cool. And then last game of the round is Adelaide hosting the Pies at Adelaide, Adelaide Oval. hosting the Pies Ooh. at Adelaide Oval. <sighs> I'm going to go Collingwood. Crows have won, I think, four in a row and they got lucky last week. I think the Pies have a bit too much know-how. That's a fair call. You've, you've, I was going to say Adelaide to be controversial, but you've, you've, you've swayed me with just that. You know, I'm happy to go with pies as well. Cool. Okay, so just to summarize those tips there, we've got Saints to beat Port. We've mm. got the Lions at home against Frio. Sydney against the Giants. Yep. Doggies at, to beat Hawthorne. Melbourne to beat North. Carlton to beat the Eagles. Cats to beat the Bombers. Tigers at home against the Suns and Collingwood mm. to beat the Crows. Has George gone? I think George went Adelaide, if I remember reading. Yeah, his he tips. did. He did, man. So just let it be known that George did actually back in the Crows. Yeah, yeah. No, shout out to shout out to Georgie, man. He's maybe maybe it's the Carlton fan, you know. You yeah. just saw Collingwood's like ah. It's a bit suspicious that he hasn't tipped Collingwood. He hasn't tipped yeah. the Bombers. These tips were sent through at three p.m., so maybe he didn't have this game as a, you know, as a maybe. He didn't think of it because, you know, he uh, maybe he forgot it. It's been like a week since he'd seen Nick Dacos play and he just, you know, <laughs> Nick Dacos. Um, Fair enough, man. Yeah. Well, that sort of brings us to the end of the pod. I would just like to remind everyone, we're on the road to 100 subs. That's it, Remember, man. when we get 100, George will race Bo McCreary. Yeah, we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. Bo's agreed. So, he's sort of just waiting on you guys now. Mm, um, that's jo- it, man. George has been stretching for the last month. That's it, man. That's he's waiting. Um, yeah, that's that's so, yeah, make it happen. Yeah, hit the like and sub button on the video as always. Check out our Super Coach video, uh, which always comes out every week as well. We've got... What have we got, Al? TikTok's going to be on its way, apparently. TikTok. We've and got. I might try to be more active on Twitter. No guarantees. <laughs> we've got Twitter. We've got uh, TikTok, Facebook, Spotify as well. We've got it all, man. We've got, got it all, man. What more do you need? LinkedIn. Yeah. I know. If you're sick and tired of listening to Kingy and Montagna and all those boys, they're, they're nice boys, but, yeah. you know... Um, yeah. you know, Welcome this, to the real on the couch. That's it. <laughs> this couch is more comfortable than this. Absolutely, man. And we dress more comfortably as well. <laughs> that's it. That's it. All good, guys. We'll see you on the next one. George, get better. We'll see you next week as well. See you guys. Um, take care. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs>